so yeah, purpose on purpose career. This topic um, is, I don't know, what, I'm trying not to think of this in a negative way because we all know that um, although I do have a career, um, I feel like I have not found my purpose yet. Um, and speaking, uh, speaking a few podcasts ago, um, really brought to light that even though I'm where I'm at in my life and still have no particular specific purpose, um, that doesn't mean that, you know, in any way that I'm less, lesser than, or, you know, um, not where I'm supposed to be. Um, I feel like I'm exactly where I need to be at this moment, uh, just because I feel like God is still leading me to paths that he feels, he feels like I would be, I would flourish in. And in doing so, it's bringing more enlightenment to myself, um, kind of figuring out, hey, this isn't neat. This isn't like an on and off switch where, you know, you all of a sudden know and you have, you know, the words to describe what your what your purpose is or what your passion is. Um, but it's, you know, the journey that pretty much is the, the thing that matters. You know, what am I going through now um, that is going to you know, ultimately lead me to that destination. And maybe it's not a destination. Maybe it's a ongoing feat that I'm, you know, destined to, to you know, uh, journey on. But I'm in no way, shape or form um, have have a specific passion right now that I know of. Um, but in my career right now, I am looking to What's the word? Excel, of course. I'm always looking to excel, but I also want to excel and not hate my job. You know, I don't want to come home and be like, why am I doing this? <laughs> this is exhausting. You know, going to work is although you're there to make money, you're there for a good percentage of your, you know, life. You know, mm -hmm. you work five days out of the week or five days out of the week. Um, you don't want to be miserable, you know? And Although I'm not miserable, this is not something that I've, you know, came home and, you know, wrote about, you know, oh, I could do this for free. That's something I've said before, you know, your passion is something that uh, you would, you would do for free and <laughs> don't see myself doing um, any of the work that I'm doing right now for free, you know, <laughs> um, and that's okay. You know, sometimes you have to go through those, you know, positions, those jobs, those careers, to see what you really like. You know, this is the time of your life where you're seeing what you like, what you don't like, and you know, what you're willing to tolerate and what you're not. So right now that's that's where I'm standing. And um, I'm very hopeful that in the near future that God will lead me in the right direction um, as to what my calling is, you know, what I, what I should be doing, so. Yeah. Like, well, I found it interesting that during our little first check-in, we all brought up like work-related things as the first thing. And like, I think it goes to show how much we emphasize that as like kind of a defining piece of our life, but also how much time we spend in it. It is going to often be forefront of our mind just because of how much time we spend in our day-to-day -day job that helps us uh, earn a living. Um, I guess I don't feel like Passion, I think passion is something that can evolve over time, but I guess one of my questions for the group is, is our purpose really tied to our career and does it have to be? I know we often think of it and maybe want it to be, but does it have to be or is it even? 
I don't think so. Personally, I really don't think my passion has anything to do with my career and what I'm good at. Um, they don't need to be synonymous with one another. Um, I feel like your career is just something that you do to pay the bills. But, you know, if it is your passion, good. That's, you know, two for one, you know, you hit the jackpot. Um, but I, there's, I guess want to break it up into like purpose, passion, career, like, and how they potentially intersect or maybe don't intersect. Mm. I think they're all three different things that might align, but maybe. Right. Like one of those, um, I don't know what those tiny urine school, those, yeah, with a circle within a circle. I feel like that would be a great, yeah. That's what, what you're describing right now is a fishbowl. Fish it's called a fishbowl, the circle within a circle. Yeah, you mean. Are you talking about the overlapping ones though that have yeah. like, that's a Venn diagram. I don't know, fishbowl. Oh, you when they intersect. Yeah, the intersecting circle. So it's like career, passion, purpose. Yeah. That, they're linked, the but they're separate. Yeah, the Venn diagram. That's what you yes. When you said a circle inside of a circle, I was like, oh, a fishbowl. Like, no, <laughs> because no, no. you can sit around the fishbowl and look inside. Oh, uh, okay. You know. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think for me, I'm always like, well, where does the term career even come from? Is that a worldly term or is that a biblical term? Mm -hmm. You know, like, does that exist in the, and I'm just posing the question. I'm not saying I have the answer to that, like off the rip, but I mean, we can see that there are those with careers and professions, just if we just start with the disciples, right? Um, Peter was a fisherman, right? you know, uh, the tax collector, right? Like you can go down the list and see that they had professions, right? But this whole like concept and idea of like this career and working for so many years and then retiring and like having a pension, right? Like, is that really of God or is that like a worldly concept in and of itself? Mm -hmm. Because I think if you, if we could like just start there and deconstruct that a little bit, because sometimes I feel like we're trying to understand spiritual um, doctrine and spiritual um, perspectives within the context and frame of like worldly perspectives and that's where the issue comes because mm -hmm. like oh, we can't get it to fit and it's like doesn't make sense and it's not supposed to and I think that's like a big thing of like how do we dismantle throw away let go of walk away from like these worldly concepts and allow God to like teach us you know from like a blank canvas I think career is like mostly cultural you know um depends on where you're at in, in America especially we're very much you know centered on what your career is what you do how much you make you know what is you know the um what does that what does that look like for you um but in other countries I feel like career like people do you know do what they need to do to survive you know and whatever they do outside of that is you know possibly what they love and what their passion or purpose is but I feel like it's mostly in America I don't want to say like any other country doesn't you know focus on career but for me because I live in America um I feel like that's the reason why everyone is just so centered on that I don't feel like it's like it was like a biblical thing like people weren't like tripping 
on what your, you know, career purpose was. People had a job and they did it, you know, and mostly those jobs were generational. So you would do what your father did, what your grandfather did, you know, it'd be, you know, there would be that rebel that you know, was like, I'm not going to be a carpenter. I'm going to be a painter, you know? Um, and even so still today, you know, someone would look at that you know, in our society today and be like, I want my children to do this, but your child wants to be a painter, you know? And what is our usual response? Well, what has been their usual response? Like that doesn't make any money. It's not really a very lucrative uh, career, you know? Um, so yeah, I feel like it's very, very much based on your culture, you know, how you brought up society. Yeah, I guess one place that my mind went when you were talking is like, not only is it about career, but it's also about self here, which that in alone just feels like very much of the world and not of mm -hmm. the word. Because like my experience in Uganda, for example, like Careers rarely came up in conversation, but what did show up and what was like always present was how much people cared about their community and helping others and like being of service to others. And I think that kind of goes back to what is truly in the word and what our like work on this earth is supposed to be is serving God and like doing that is partially serving others, like connecting with others, those types of things. No doubt. Yeah, I had a really difficult, I feel like I learned a, a hard lesson, um, but a necessary lesson because I, I literally spent my entire life from the time I was four years old saying I was going to be an attorney, right? <laughs> because my focus, and that was my focus, l literally into my 20s, right? So if you consider like over two decades of my life, that's all I thought focused on was I'm going to be an attorney. I'm going to be an attorney. And when that didn't work out, I had no idea who I was and what I was supposed to do. I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, like I, I spent my entire life focused on this one thing, trying to be, have carry this title. And it took going through like working in different industries and having different titles for God to, for me to get the revelation that God is like, I did not create you to be an attorney. I didn't create you to be a teacher, right? Like I have given you gifts, right? You are free. I'm free to, yes, I can work in all of these different areas and I can do these things, but that's not who I created you to be. Right. And it took me having to, again, like relinquish that mindset and that mentality that my identity is wrapped up in a title. Right. Mm -hmm. Or that my identity is wrapped up in a profession. My identity is in Christ. I was created in the image of God. I am an image bearer of God. So that's my identity. That's who I am. Right. And the more I get to know God, the more I get to know who I am and who mm. I'm supposed to be. Right. And I feel like that's part of the the issue that I had is because I was so I was centering myself and I was spoke so focused and narrowly focused on my own ideas, perceptions, experiences, passions, desires, which, by the way, uh, spoiler alert, like they changed drastically. <laughs> mm. 
like they all changed right but like the one thing that has been consistent in my life is God mm. the person who's been consistent undefeated over time is God he is the same yesterday today and forever and so like I had to learn how to shift my focus from myself and all of these ideas of what I thought I was supposed to be and these worldly concepts of how I'm supposed to navigate this world and put my focus and attention on God and getting to know who he is and who I am in him. And the, when I started to do that, then my path became very clear. I had peace, right? And even like right now where I am, now it's a matter of like, I can go anywhere. I can work in any industry because my purpose is not tied to a profession. My purpose is not attached to a title. My purpose is to be an image bearer and to be a witness of God, right? And so my job, right? Like right now, okay, I'm in the teaching profession. I serve in a labor union, but really at the end of the day, I'm here to tell a dying world <laughs> that Jesus still saves, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. that you have hope. You know, that's my purpose to glorify God. Mm -hmm. Period. That's my purpose. And, and that I'm title that we should be claiming or highlighting is like daughter of Christ, child of God. Like that's the title we should claim and like outwardly be proud of. And it, it doesn't change. Like we go through so many different job changes or career changes, title changes, but that's the one thing that does stay constant. Amen. Yes. I remember um, when I was younger, he doesn't, my dad doesn't say anymore, but I used to leave the house and go do stuff. My dad um, used to ask me, he was like, um, or he used to say, remember who you are and remember whose you are. So who you are is your name. So make sure that you represent this household in a good manner, you know, when you leave and then whose you are, you know, you're a child of God. So, you know, above all else, you know, remember <laughs> that don't make us you know, don't make the Lord look like a fool either, you know? Come on, daddy. Come right. On. And I used to be like, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand it back then. I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, now looking back, I was just like, wow, like, you know, you are a walking representative, you know, living out, hopefully God's purpose for you, you know, and being that identity, you know, for him. So um, hearing it full circle now, you know, just making sure that you're always walking, walking um, in that purpose and that light that he's called you to. And, you know, when you're, when you're not solidified and what that is yet, um, I feel like it's not something that you just kind of put down and hope that it comes up. It's something that you're constantly searching, you know, um, if that means like, you know, making sure that you have a better or deeper relationship with God to get to there, um, then that's what that means. Um, there was something said in the in the um, sermon today um, that kind of touched me. It was just kind of like, you know, um, Hannah's prayer when Hannah was praying um, for a child because she was barren um, and God had not, you know, given that to her yet. And I was kind of like, maybe for me, it's, you know, not the career, but it's the purpose behind it. And like, I haven't gotten that yet. Um, because it's, the, it's the waiting and it's the preparedness that God is making you to be ready for that kind of thing. You know, are you ready for these, for these blessings? You know, what's that song? Are you ready for your blessing? 
you know? And I'm just like, am I, you know? And it always makes me think about it. Like if I, if I got everything that I asked for right now, everything that I've asked God for, would, would I truly be ready for that? You know? And I, I always kind of be like, maybe <laughs> if it came in increments, I would be, but if it all came at once, I would probably be overwhelmed. Mm. And that's, that's, what you know, he wants you to focus in on is when you ask God for something, make sure that you're aligned with his word and what he's called you to do, you know, and make sure you're not outside of that. Cause when you're, when you're walking outside of that, outside of your purpose, outside of what God has called you to do, you know, God will delay those, those things that you've asked for, you know, not because he knows that you don't want it. He, he, I don't, I feel like God has heard my prayers obviously, but it's, you're not ready for them yet, you know, and I'm not going to give you something that you're not ready for. So that potentially, you know, my mistake could, you know, perhaps mess it up or hinder it, you know, and I feel like God can always, you know, make things better, make things new, but it's a longer period, you know, and yeah, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm staying aligned and being, you know, ready for those blessings when they come, you know, so that when I finally do get those blessings, um, it's not overwhelming or it's not like, I wish I didn't ask for those things. And sometimes he won't, you know? Were you going to say something? Were you going to I, no. It looked like you were unmuted, so feel free. Go, go. No, it. no, I just, <laughs> that, I mean, uh, I mean, yes, but sometimes he does give us what we ask for, and then what? And we ain't ready, and, you know, and you know what I'm I saying? I've been there now, too. <laughs> now what? You know, we like to say stay ready and you ain't got to get ready, you know, which I, I totally understand, but um, I think what's important in what, in what you're saying is the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God, mm -hmm. right? So as we're, again, I think it's so easy, right? Like we tend to think about what we want. We center ourselves and God already knows, you know, our desires, um, but we look at, okay, this is what I want. Here's my goal. How do I get to that? When is God going to do, you know, answer and respond to my prayer? But he's already told us, right? Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you, mm -hmm. right? So the question then is like, how do you seek first the kingdom and not focus on yourself? But still pray. And you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. What is that? What does that look like? From well, I was just gonna say, like, I've definitely been in those situations where it was just like, you know, I wanted that job, that boy, or you know, that friendship. And I was just like, you know, the time is now, you know, and those things did not work out well. And it's just like, well, Janie, if you would have just waited, you know, because you knew, and it's not like we don't know, you know, we're not going into things blindly. I'm sure there are situations where you are, but you know, that's what the Holy spirit is for to kind of shine light on those kind of situations where, you know, this is not of God. This is not what God has called you to do or to be, or, you know, um, it's, it's just not a line. It's not a line, but when we start listening to ourselves and our needs and our wants and our desires, and they're not aligned with God, that's when we start getting into trouble. That's why I was, it's very important that 
you know, even though you are waiting, you know, you are waiting on the Lord. You're not, you're not just jumping the gun and be like, oh, God wants me to have this. God, God, even if he, he's bringing it to you, God will make, we have free will. We have the option to do, you know, make our own choices. Um, and that's the, that's the thing, you know, is this aligned with God? Cause we are making these own choices. God's not going to, you know, sh- shove you somewhere you don't want to be. We're putting ourselves in these situations, you know? So pray and ask God for guidance in, in all that you do. And that's, you know, that's one thing that I, I really want to, you know, I do incorporate, but I really want to in, in, um, not, not incorporate. What's a deep, uh, another word for incorporate. Come on, Corinne, you're my thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like you want to weave it into your life like, yes weave it into my life that see what I mean yes weave it into my life this is like you know make it a part of who you are you know God's purpose for you and not just you know ask him you know is this something that I want is this just a selfish desire you know this is what conversations with God is about like these topics aren't off limit nothing's off limit with God so when you're talking to him ask him these questions you know yeah. I, if I could just share, so just going back to, you know, my world getting crushed when I didn't get into law school, like mm-hmm. the second time, like the second round. And I mean, like I applied to law schools. I didn't get in. I was like, okay, I know what I need to do. I'm going to go to DC and I'm going to work in this area. I'm going to get experience and that's going to better prepare me. I worked with attorneys, you know, I, I was like, now I'm ready and I'm going to apply again. And I applied again and still didn't get in. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was, again, me trying to think about and manipulate and force things to go according to my own will. It wasn't until I literally surrendered. Right. So, you know, fast forward, I'm trying out work. I, I ended up working in different different fields, different professions. And I felt like now I could look back and God was like, go ahead. You done? Not yet? Okay. Like you're not reading this detour sign? (laughs) You know, like for a reason. I was, I literally, cause I was like, you know, cause I always wanted to work at Mac. I wanted to be a makeup artist. And, you know, my dad was like, you just got a whole degree. You need to go get a real job. You can't go work at the mall. And I was like, okay. So, you know, I did all of those things and then I rebelled and I was like, you know what? I don't care. I, I, at that point I had a master's degree and I was like, I'm going to go work at Mac. You know, I, I don't care. I'm going to get my, my, uh, my creative job that I had desired. Right. And I worked there and I was, that came to a screeching halt, right. Where I was working ridiculous hours, working myself into the ground. My hair was falling out. I literally had gone to the doctor and was like, something isn't right. And they're like, yeah, that's called stress and anxiety. And that was at Mac? Yes. I ended up being like, I was in management, you know, like, so I gained great leadership skills and experience, right? But I was also working so much that it was physically causing harm to my body right? Mm -hmm. And to the point where my doctor was like, well, you can take a vacation. And I was like, I just came back from vacation. And she was like, okay, well, you can either find another job or we can put you on Prozac. And I was like, that like shook my world, Mm -hmm. right? I'm like, wait a minute, wait, 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 pump the brakes, hold it. Like I did not need medication. And again, no shade or disrespect to anybody who needs medication, right? I I think it's, 
Um, I'm grateful to God for the advancement of medicine that we have, that if you need it, you need it. But I was like, I did not need medication prior to working this job. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me that in order to stay in this job, in this profession, I'm going to need medication. And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Right. Like this, this is where I'm going to draw the line. And so I quit and I ended up like, okay, what am I going to do? right? I've worked in all these different fields, these different industries. I have all this different experience. Obviously law school is not in the, in the cards, right? And I had started like, oh, let me blog and let me blog and let me, you know, let me try all these things, right? And none, none of those things were working out. And I just couldn't, you know, figure out what my career was supposed to be and what my purpose was and what God was calling me to do. And it wasn't until like I, I started substitute teaching again, just to like pay the bills and to like have some flexibility while I tried to figure out my next move. Right. And, you know, while I was substitute teaching, people were telling me like, you should be a teacher. Why aren't you a teacher? And I was like, child, please, I'm not going to be in the class. You don't want me in the classroom with these kids. I'm not the one I've, I've seen the news, right? Like I, <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm not the one, y'all catch a case, right? And then I was just like, but people were like, but you're so great, you should do it. There's so many opportunities beyond, you know, being in the classroom that you'll have. And I was like, look, I know that I'm here to make an impact and, you know, my passion. And at that point, what I recognized was that my passion was really for justice, what I cared about was seeing people who didn't have a voice have a voice, which is why I wanted to be an attorney in the first place, right? It was because I wanted to stick up for other people. Um, and again, just fast forward, my uh, I talked to like a principal and he was like, listen, there are so many things you can do outside of the classroom and have an impact. You don't just have to do it in the classroom. And I talked to my dad and he was like, you know, how long is the program? And I was like, look, I'm, I'm grown with grown people bills. I cannot go back. I'm not trying to go back to school right now, you know? And they were like, well, there's an intern program where you can work full time and, and get your credential at the same time. And it was a, a one-year program. And my dad was like, well, how long is the program? I said, a year. He said, how long have you been subbing? I said, about a year and he said so you could have been done had the piece of paper already <laughs> and I was like oh my god so at that moment I literally just threw up my hands and said fine I don't know what this is but like god you're opening a door and I have peace with it like I don't get it this doesn't make any sense to me fine have your way lord I said it with an attitude too and I was like Fine, have your way. Right? And he was like, uh, thank you. That's what we're <laughs> for. Right? Like, and it was like every step where I was just like, oh, why am I doing this? Right? I don't get it. But it was my obedience and me. So it took me surrendering to God's will and my obedience to God's will. It didn't make any sense to me actually until years later, right? Where then I was introduced to our teachers union and I saw our advocacy work and I ended up going back to DC, which is where I was living and working in, in the arena of politics, right? And I saw where education and the advocacy 
for students and educators was in DC, right? We're doing the policy work of, of the teachers union that it all made sense, right? Like my pathway and how God used even my disobedience and even me trying to do things my own way, how he used that in preparation and in, in, in alignment for where he called me to serve people where he called me to feed his sheep right where he called me to to honor him and glorify him with my life right he used all those experiences and preparation but I couldn't get to that point until I surrendered and said not my will but your will be done until I was obedient step by step I didn't understand it didn't make any sense and matter of fact I was like why am I doing this again I would call my sister and be like <laughs> Why am I, I you gotta you gotta hype me like pump me up? I had to be like David, encourage myself in the Lord, because I was like, ah, I'm ready to bounce. Bump bump all of this. Like you can have all of this. But it, I had to come to a place of like either Jesus is Lord of your life or he ain't. Mm -hmm. There's no in between. And I just had to say, God, I trust you. You know, I, I believe that you've called me here at this time for your purpose that I don't get right now. It makes zero sense to me, but it doesn't have to make any sense to me because you are Lord of my life and I trust you and I want your will for my life, not my will. And it was that process and going through that process that now I have a better understanding. But again, it was the realization of my life is not my own. Hmm. You know, I live and move and have my being in him and the desires, you know, that I have come from him, right? As I continue to acknowledge him in everything that I'm doing, like, what do I do with this? Who do I speak to? Who do I not speak to? You know, who, how can I be a witness, you know, of your love and how do I demonstrate love to the people that are around me? Because I think, you know, like all, all of those things, right? seeking first the kingdom of God, and then all these things are added, right? Like, now I get it. Now, okay. And again, it doesn't, you don't need to get it. <laughs> you yeah. just need to be obedient. And you just need to surrender. Amen. Yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, I just love hearing your story. I could hear it on repeat just because it's just like, I mean, yeah, it goes through. Okay, this is, I really need to stop and say, this is not my path, and you show me the way. Um, but I guess, do you think that's the case for everyone? Like, part of me feels like I'm aligned in my career right now, it's especially like I found a job that brings me a lot of joy. I'm not in a miserable place anymore, which, like, I don't think anyone should spend their time at a place that does not bring them some type of joy because it's not worth it. We spend too much time at work for that. But I'm also like, I haven't had that moment of like, I need to give like surrender and like, I guess checking in to make sure I'm still on track and it feels like I am because it's this like thing that was inside me like years ago and was like just this spark that happened. And it's like, this is what you're supposed to do. And I feel like I'm still on that path, but I'm like, okay, have I done that kind of reflection piece of, is this still, am I doing it in the best way possible? And like, are there other ways that I can maybe highlight my spiritual gifts or like going back to that, is purpose really tied to our career? Or is it like, I guess the question I have for the group, do we all technically have the same purpose? 
And like, we just try to make it somehow fit into our career too. Well, if our purpose is to glorify God, then yes, we all have the same purpose, you know? But then why do we make it so much bigger and like, oh, my purpose is to use the power of sport as a tool for positive social change. When really at the bottom, like the, the foundation of that is going to be because of my like desire to serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it's like using this as a vehicle to do that. Yeah. Well, I think the great commission, right? Go into the world and make disciples. So understand I, I think that's we sometimes conflate purpose and mission right because where you go into the world right like where you go and where I go are going might be two separate places right or more than likely going to be two separate places right so going into the world going into the marketplace going outside of the church right because we have gifts and callings you know, not everybody is called to be a minister in the church, right? And to have a role in the church, even though we are all a part of the church. We are we are the church. Mm -hmm. I'm the church of the church, right? But if you look at the institution of the church, right, and the, the various roles, right, the pastor and deacons, right, their role without getting, getting all like deep let me can I just give a broad brushstroke right is preparing us to go outside and to to be a witness and to make disciples but we are all going to go into different arenas different areas different industries right whether it's in tech or whether it's in sports or whether it's in education or you know politics right like we're gonna go into those places because the word tells us to go into the world and make disciples right so but with that there's he gives us and he equips us he calls us he uh, anoints us he approves us he justifies us right but he also equips us so he's given us various gifts and talents right I can't go into the music industry and make disciples and I have no musical talents. I can't sing. I can't read a note. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think there's some, um, well, I don't, I, I'm just giving very broad examples, right? Without any technicalities. Cause I'm like, well, technically I could go into the music industry with the gift of administration, you know, <laughs> but, but you get what I'm saying, right? You, you get my point. <laughs> Um, and so I think that's where it starts, where we start to like get into the nuance and we start to like um, get confused, if you will, and second guess of like, am I, am I in the right space? Right. And I think, first of all, we're, we are where we are by the grace of God. Right. So, you know, as Proverbs teaches us, right in all your ways acknowledge him lean not on your own understanding and he will direct your path i think we try too hard to have this like to know everything that god knows and to have an understanding we want to map out our careers mm -hmm. again that's that's a worldly concept that don't belong to us and we want to take credit for it too because it's like <laughs> is it really us that got us there Maybe. right and that's why i said i had to come to <laughs> I've come to a place of like, I am where I am right now. I may not be here tomorrow and that's okay because wherever I am, I'm going to glorify God. Mm -hmm. Wherever I am, I'm going to use the gifts and the, that God has given me to serve others and to glorify him, right? Like, 
and to be a witness, right? That Jesus is real, <laughs> to be a witness that the blood of the lamb still saves, still redeems, still heals, still restores, right? Has the power to overcome, right? Like you don't have to be a slave to your, to your vices and to all, you know, and to sin, right? Like that is what I live and breathe and walk in. And that doesn't change, you know, if I'm, if I'm in a classroom or I'm in the tech industry or I'm in, in the field of sports, right? Like that, that doesn't change. So I think, um, what was your question, honey? Cause now I don't went off on a tangent. <laughs> I think it was, do we all have the same purpose? <laughs> yes. In short. <laughs> Oh, that was Sorry, beautiful. Thanks, thanks for going with me. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we love taking that Happy journey too. and the journey. I mean, it was going, you know, <laughs> that was beautiful. Um, something that I, I was thinking about when um, Corinne mentioned um, surrendering, we well, both of you were mentoring um, that part about surrender. Um, and this wasn't really career-based. This, this happened to me um, in college. Um, and it was kind of my first real individual, um, I would say real, um, experience with God on my own. Um, prior to moving to college, you know, you're kind of with your family when you go to church, you're going to church because your family wants you to go to church. And, um, when I moved to college, I was kind of like, Oh, I can kind of do my own thing. You know, I don't have to go to church. I don't want to. Um, I did continue cause I'd still wanted to make it a habit, you know, of going to church, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a desire, you know, I wasn't desiring to go to church. I just went because that's what I had to do. It's what I did. Um, and I was having issues in school, particularly with math. Um, I'm not a math scholar in any shape or form. I feel you. I feel yes. you. Yes. <laughs> English cool. We good, you know, but math, I was just struggling. And I went, I went to all the tutoring sessions. I went to my professor's office hours and I just couldn't pass any of the tests. And I was just like, what am I doing or what am I not doing? you know, where I'm still failing, I would fail every single test. And I'm just like, there's nothing else I can physically do, you know, to make this happen. And it wasn't till it got to the point where, you know, we had our final for the semester. And if we didn't pass this final, we would have to leave the school. So I was like, I don't want to go back home because I couldn't pass a math class. You know, how, how I would, I was just, you know, that was just so, like the biggest fear of mine, you know, just we did all this hoopla about me graduating and getting to college just for me to come back home, you know, a couple months later. So I was just like, what am I going to do? And finally, I just, I like literally fell to my knees in my three bedroom dorm. <laughs> Not three, yeah, three people in that bed, including me. Um, I fell down on my knees in, in between those bunks and I just surrendered. I was crying. Like I, I like let it, I like let him like just have it, have it all. You know, I've done what all I can do, Lord, it's in your hands, you know. And <laughs> glory to God, I passed that final. I don't know how I did it. I don't know if it was because the professor was pitying me because she's like, this girl been trying so hard, you know, coming to my office, I was crying, talking about she can't figure it out. And it wasn't, it wasn't like the whole math concept. I would get the whole thing right. I would just mess up with the negative or positive and it would make the whole thing wrong. So she's like, you get it. You just, you're, you're just missing something. And 
I don't know what it was. It was the glory of God that got me to that point. And it was because I surrendered to him. You know, there was nothing else physically I was able to do that would have made a difference, you know? Um, and that was my first experience. I always remember back to that point because it was the first time I really trusted God more than I trusted myself. And, you know, not to say like all situations are going to go that way, but it's, it's the surrendering part. That's the key because until God knows that you're trusting him completely, I feel like he's not, he's, he can't move you in the way that he needs you to move in the way that he's called you to move without that surrender part. So I feel like that was very key, very key in what you said. And, you know, God's not going to put you in a place where, you know, he's, you know, not going to want you to do better, to flourish yourself. Um, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, plans to give you a future for hope, you know, and God wants you to give you those things. God really wants you to, you know, be the best you, you know, but you have to be that for yourself. You have to be willing to ask the Lord to guide you, to ask him what his will is for you and not just be like, this is what I want. This is my desire. This is what I need to do. This is what I want to do. Keyword, I want to do. What do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. You know, let him be that that directing factor in your life. So trust in the Lord. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, your example wasn't like, I guess I haven't felt that surrender moment for a career specific, but going through like my dad's cancer diagnosis and that it was like, I've got nothing else to do, but accept that this is part of your plan. And it's definitely not what like I, this is something I can never understand. So I have to lean on, you know, you to guide it. And I feel like oddly enough, a lot of positive changes have happened after that point, like obviously lost my dad, but like career wise or job wise, Yes, in some positive ways, I was able to take leave because I was at that horrible job for so long that I had, you know, accrued enough time that I was able to go on FMLA um, and like appreciate all of that that happened. And now I'm set up in another like better path forward in a place that I'm not miserable every day. So it gave me some positive things, but yeah. Amen. Yeah, he's not gonna give it. He's not gonna give it to you in a way that's gonna look the way you think it's gonna look. You know, not gonna make sense, <laughs> right? Because I, I didn't think that that instance, like me not being able to pass, pass a math class, would allow me to get that feeling. And you know, you never thought that you know losing your dad would bring about so much. I felt like that gave you so much more. I, you were already kind of passionate about what you wanted and what you didn't want from that job. And I felt like that was the push that kind of gave you the, 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 you know, the courage to, you know, like, I don't need to be here. Yeah. This you is know? not worth it. Like you, <laughs> I've been through a lot. You clearly <laughs> only care about me being here and like, <laughs> this ain't it. This ain't it. That's great. <sighs> be guiding more of the conversation. I said I'm supposed to be guiding more of the conversation. Oh, it's okay. Open-ended questions. (laughs) (laughs) Is this a um, rhetorical rhetorical kind of thing? Um, No, no, no. no. You were asking if it was like rhetorical. Like, am I asking some open-ended questions? 
Oh, no, I'm no, saying he, I'm supposed to be leaving Mark, but I don't have Oh, no, that. no. I feel like this was, like, very <laughs> insightful. Just even going through, like, individual experiences that everyone's been through, Tanya with your career with Mac and, you know, not getting into law school and Corinne with your dad and, you know, finding your passion, going to Africa and seeing how they view a certain kind of how they view life versus how we do. Honestly, that's, like, the first place I ever felt, like, truly, like, it is God's land without a doubt. I cried tears of joy for the first time. And so like, that was a very pivotal moment in general for my life, but just like all connected spiritually, I feel like. Right. Right. Yeah. So I feel like those individual experiences have definitely like brought us full circle. Like, you know, how, how has God moved in your life, you know, to kind of make you see what your calling is, you know? one thing we all have in common is we love God and we want to serve him. You know, we want to, you know, do the best we can to, you know, do what he desires us to do and, you know, step further and further away from self, you know, kind of slowly kill that, that, you know, selfish part of us off, you know, because that's the, that's the thing that we cling to, you know, the most, even though we know it's not right. I feel like sometimes our first inclination is like, I want this, you know, or I want to do this, you know, but does God want that for you? Mm -hmm. You know, is this going to be beneficial to what he has called you to do his purpose that he wants for you? You know, and we don't really always think long-term God is a long-term person, um, not person, but God is long-term, you know, he's not short-term. We're always thinking the short-term and like Tony said, we're not God. We don't have, we don't have the future. We don't know any of that stuff. And I always say when people try to understand God, I was like, if you could understand God, then we wouldn't have no need for God. We would, it, it would serve no purpose to have God. If you could understand what God is seeing, what he's thinking, what his purposes are for you right here and now, like you, we would have no purpose for him. The purpose for us is to trust him, trust and believe that what he wants for us is, you know, going to be the best plan, you know, and killing off that one and need and that desire if it's not aligned. So it's a day, day by day thing for me, you know, 